Hey everybody, welcome to God Quest. I'm glad you dropped by. Today we're going to talk about something very important that involves you. I'll see you in just a second. Welcome to God Quest. I'm your host, Miles Young, and I am delighted that you have taken the time to join with us on the podcast today. And uh, we do we do a several different things. We talk about what God is doing around the world with revival. We talk about history. We talk about biblical doctrines. Uh, we do a lot of interviews, probably more than anything else. But today I wanted to issue a challenge, especially to, uh, to young men and even men of God and uh, preachers and non-preachers. I think it'll make sense as we go. And for the title of this podcast, I'm going to call it Rivers and Reservoirs. Rivers and Reservoirs. I was intrigued sometime back. I was doing a study of missiology. I was working at Fuller Theological Seminary uh, in doctoral studies. And in the process of studying missiology, we begin to study the impact of continents and the impact of cultures and things that have affected why do some countries thrive and why do some continents struggle. And uh, there's a lot of geopolitical things that we could talk about. But what intrigued me was in that process, I read a book that had to do with uh, what they what they call topical geographical studies of economics. And uh, they did a comparison of all the major continents. And in particular, they focused on three different areas uh, of people being Europe, uh, America, Canada, the continent of North America, and Africa. And there were some things that were brought to the discussion and the reading that I had not given thought to, and that all of these nations have, all of these continents have resources. And I was amazed to learn the, the resources of Africa are amazing. And uh, we've all seen the beautiful pictures of the safaris. I've visited Africa several times. It is, there's no place on planet Earth quite like Africa. Uh, and it is a land rich with minerals. It's a land rich with, with things that are there that are, that are hidden and buried and then the natural beauty. And uh, from just a topical glance, you would think, you know, uh, obviously we know of the struggles. Some of the poorest nations in the world are in the nation of, are in the continent of Africa. And then we look at the United States of America and we see that this has been uh, possibly the, the most productive and influential wealth-wise uh, continent in the world, this nation, the United States. And in the discussion, you know, uh, expecting this big discussion to be about politics and, and all of the above, and obviously that plays a lot into it, but there was a, there was a dimension that came in this study that I want to lean into. And the idea is that rivers are very important, in fact, are just as important as resources, thus my title rivers and reservoirs. Europe has experienced uh, success financially, entrepreneurial 
uh, success and business people and things that began in Europe and even to this day. And as we begin to study, we, we looked at Spain had the Tagus River, France, a river. France had the the Loire, the Seine. I may not pronounce all of these right. The Rhone. Germany has the Elbe River. Italy has the Po River. England has the Thames. Ireland has uh, the Shannon. Then think about the United States. We've got we've got the Hudson River. We've got the Red River. We've got the Mississippi River. California. We've got the Sacramento. There's, there's the Columbia River, there's the Missouri River, there's the Colorado River, there's the Yukon River, there's the Ohio River, there's the St. Uh, Lawrence River, there's the Arkansas River, there's the Atchafalaya River. Think of all these rivers that run throughout the United States of America. Think of all these rivers that, that run throughout Europe. And what river can you name in Africa? maybe the mighty Nile. But after that, most of us kind of get lost. What we know of Africa, we don't know the rivers, and there's a reason why. It's because the rivers are not navigable. They're amazingly beautiful. They are in the most remote, incredible places. They fall hundreds of feet and rapids and waterfalls. And what looks beautiful on a National Geographic magazine actually becomes an enemy to entrepreneurism and to getting the resources that are in the interior to the coast and to the shipping world for the merchants of the earth. And so as a result, Africa has been largely historically bound by unnavigable rivers. I use that as an example today to show you that the kingdom of God, it's not just about resources, but we need rivers. What do I mean by that? I believe that there are ministries that are river ministries. I believe there are men and women, churches that function in the realm of the river. And then there are people and churches that, that move uh, in uh, the, the place of the reservoir or the resource. Let me, let me unpack that. God blesses. We see a church like Antioch. It was obviously a, a holding tank of prophets, apostles, and teachers, and gifted ministry that was there. But it was also more than, it wasn't just holding that. It became a sending center. There was a river that fl flowed out of it. It was it was the ministry of Barnabas and Saul. It was the ministry of these, these men and women going out. There was a river uh, of ministry going out. Then I have seen as there are churches that become like a, a place where just blessing flows. And I look at them and I see the, the incredible potential that lies within those churches. And I have seen uh, growing up in the apostolic church, I saw churches that that funded global revival. They may not have sent out 25 missionaries. They may not have started 25 churches, but they were huge supporters as they established the kingdom of God, not by going, not in a river focus, but in a reservoir focus of building resources to fund global revival. I see that God is in this end time. God is raising up men to go, women to go. 
I see new missions efforts. I see new church planting efforts. I see new opportunities. Uh, what does the internet bring? What, what new opportunities do we have of reaching the world uh, through river approaches? And, and at the same time, I also see God building reservoirs. And, and I, I can point to some churches that are filled with blessed people. And those churches are having a tremendous impact as a reservoir. I want to challenge you that are watching. What are you in this process? Are you a river or are you a reservoir? Are you, are you that man or woman that, that's got the go in you? And that doesn't mean necessarily even leaving your town. I'm not calling people to go be missionaries. Maybe, maybe in your local city, working in your church, you may not even be a preacher, but there is that, that apostolic mandate in you that you are driven to win souls. You're that evangelist, like a street evangelist. You're knocking doors. You're winning souls. You're teaching Bible study. That's the go in you. There's also people that, that have it. They have the gift to bring in finances and bring in resources. And I see that in the fivefold ministry like a teacher. Uh, or you see it like an apostle, one that comes and begins to establish government. So there's, there's apostolic ministry and sending as, in, as, in, as well as in building. I was preaching some time back. One of the ways that this came to me, I was preaching a number of years ago, and, and I was, it was just kind of one of those things that had unfolded and it hadn't been a really planned deal. And uh, I was asked to preach at a church. I had never preached there before. It was, it was in a very small, unknown town. It was a, basically an unknown church. And uh, I was on the other side of the world almost, and it, it felt like, and I was missing my own church. And I was literally, I was, I was wrestling with God in the service in the pastor's office before church. And I was saying, God, why am I here? You know, I, I should be at home. I don't know these people. They don't know me. Uh, you know, this is a little town. This is, and not that anything gets, I, I love small towns, but it was like, why am I here? I, I'm probably never going to be back here again. And God convicted me in that moment. God spoke to me, said, you are in one of my resource centers. And suddenly it dawned on me, not every church is a river. Not every individual is a river. Not everyone is in the go of the mission. Some are in the stay of the mission, in the reservoir. I thank God for rivers and reservoirs. There are men and women in my church that they have the go, the go in the gospel is in them. It's just like in big letters. They are soul winners. They're goers. They're, they're looking for a new door to knock. They're ready to go, go, go. Then I've got men and women that are going to be in that service. Every service, they're going to hit the ground hard early on Monday morning. They're going to work all day. They're going to put in their time. They're going to dream and they're going to build and they're going to return to the, the house of God and they're going to bring that tithe and offering and that investment and they see themselves as a reservoir, what would happen if the resources of this great apostolic movement were connected with navigable rivers where things are able to flow in and out? I wonder how many blessings for the world have been hindered because we, we couldn't find a way to get there. We encountered this. The Premier Study Bible was, was written. It's an outstanding Bible. And there was, in fact, a whole a whole designation of Bibles for Africa. 
the problem was, has been we have had extreme difficulty because Bibles weigh a lot and shipping them uh, by the hundreds. Uh, I don't know if you've ever tried to carry a hundred Bibles. Just think how heavy that is. We've run into deep challenges when it comes to shipping, not because they can't find ships to carry them, but because of the duty fees upon hitting Africa, the governments have said, well, the duty fees are worth more than the Bibles. And, and we're working through that, and we found uh, ways in and around that. But I use that as an example. How many times are resources, the reservoir of knowledge and truth and teaching, how, how many times have there been blessings and revivals that have been hindered because we didn't have a river to go? There was no man. There was no man to go, no woman to go, no Bible study teacher. There's a reservoir, but we need a river. But how many people are willing to go but don't have the means to go because they can't find the reservoir? I challenge every one of you, wherever you are, I believe that every one of us play one of those roles. We're either a river or we're a reservoir. And maybe like Antioch, we could be a little of both where we are sending and building. One of the, one of the most beautiful things that I have seen in my ministry is a pastor that I knew quite well in a very small town in what some would call a church that didn't really grow because the nature of where it was, there wasn't even a very large community. But that man impacted the world. And from that little town, he wrote, he taught Bible studies, he created a world-impacting ministry by building a reservoir of knowledge, and then other people tapped into that and created the rivers. I don't know where you are in this, but I feel in my spirit that in this end-time revival, we need both rivers and reservoirs. I challenge you. It's a big world out there, and God has so much wonder. Let's find a way to build navigable, navigable passages, and let's build resources at home so that we can fund apostolic revival. I challenge you. We need entrepreneurs. We need businessmen. We need evangelists. We need missionaries. We need it all in our local churches and beyond. We need rivers and reservoirs. God bless you. We'll see you next time on God Quest.